If you want heaps good history, a little touch of mystery, with lots of hilarity, it's Adderall. Welcome to Adderall, a heaps good history podcast where in every week I tell a story to my good friend Tom. That's me. About South Australian history. My name's Dan, I'm a born and bred South Australian and Tom here moved at the a here at the age of 15 from the UK in 2003. He's, a, right. he's a Brit, aren't you? Pommy bastard. Oh, Wiltshire. Whatever you... That was a really good intro. Thank you. It well done. But go on. Whatever you say in this episode, uh, I'm going to try and not say amazing. 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 You do say amazing oh, a lot. And, and it, I always it, say... It annoys me. I, I annoy myself that I do it so much. You say amazing a lot. I say um, insane a lot. Oh, and I yeah. also say um a lot because I'm usually wrong well, and I've lost some space. Don't worry about it. Don't you feel also, bad about that. You also say, just to put this on you, you also say yep. sensational a lot. Yeah, and I also <laughs> say, yeah, 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 yeah. sensational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, th- that's because I will pause at the end of the sentence. Like, has Tom got anything for this? Well, I don't, you, you I don't think I say those things in everyday conversation. I only say those things when we do Adelaide. I'm convinced that I don't walk around saying amazing all the time. Amazing. If I do, then I sound like... A wanker. Yeah. Well, there we go. Anyway, beer of the episode. Confronting. Beer of the episode. Beer of the Tom, episode. Do you want to pronounce this one? Yeah, it's the Smiling Samoyed, which is a breed of dog. It is. We had um, to look it up. Yeah, it's from. Who is the brewer? Uh, well, oh, it's the Smiling Samoyed Brewery. brewery. Sorry, it's yeah. Their, so it's so, their IPA. Yeah, so yeah, the beer is their IPA. That is strong. Smiling Samoyed Brewery. Yeah, I've got to drive. So I, I, I'll be fine. I've been here like three hours. It's fine. It's a Saturday night. There's no cops out. Um, and yeah, it's uh, brewed at my ponga. Give you the tasting notes. It's American style Indian pale ale is all about the hops. We added them no to... Trouble. Oh, we added them to the kettle early and in late, repeatedly and often, and then add some more to the fermenter. Our selected blend of hops contribute earthy citrus and stone fruit flavors up front with a bold, bitter finish, balanced by a select blend of crystal malts. Okay. I nearly read that as crystal meth. <laughs> that would be a beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would so be an Adelol to listen to. For people to. that know anything about beer, it says OG 16.7 That's OP. original gangster that dad's for. Or OG uh, Road. IBU 60, EBC 19. Uh, ingredients, water, malted barley, hops and yeast. Chemical and preservative free. Very cute label with the smiling. Yeah, it's got little, they're smiling little... looking dogs. Yeah, they are. Um, like I said in the previous episode, we have never been reached out to by a brewery that we've showcased. So, yeah. smiling Samoyed, if you want to just say thanks, you'll be the first, and we'll crack another one of your beers on the show as soon as possible. Have you been to my ponga before? Yeah, I've been to my ponga. Hmm. Well, there's not much there though. No, there's, but there's a fantastic brewery there. I've heard. Apparently, yes, yeah, the smiling Samoyed. Cheers. Let's go down there and check it out. All right. All right, give me a laugh, give me a lol, give me a hello. I, I feel that the last oh, episode was that is strong, probably quite long. It was long. I'll try and uh, keep this one tight. <laughs> Tom, this is the story Again. of Emily Perry. Okay. So you say that when you don't know what's going on. Don't know who she is, don't know anything about her, and thus cannot say amazing. This is great. This is great. These are the ones I love the most. Works on so many I'm actually telling you a story that you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. I had actually never heard of this until um, earlier this year when someone mentioned it at work. 
And I was like, oh, who's that? And they're like, oh, don't you know the case of Emily Perry? This is what happened. And I'm like, oh, in my mind, I'm like, Dan, write this down. It's going to be an Adelol. Is it funny though? Or is it like, is it, is, oh, it, no, is, it, is this a true crime thing? Yeah, it's true Why crime Why do you thing? always tell me yeah, like horrible, tragic shit? And it's like, <laughs> I have to make it funny. And I end up looking like the bad guy because I'm like cracking jokes and people are like, that's not funny. I'm like, wow, Tom's really insensitive, isn't he, Dan? I'm, I'm like, yeah, not. It's like, I'm trying to make something fun for all the listeners look, because man. you've gone for what is basically like some horrible, some grim tale of <laughs> there's not devastation. Much, there's not much else to South Australia, Tom. So. Well, that's fair Okay. Um, look, there's, yes, there's some tragedy in this, but there's also some comedy. So that's always, there's always a bit of comedy. Focus on the comedy. Emily Phyllis Gertrude Perry was infamous in the 1980s as Adelaide's alleged black widow. Oh, racial. Outstanding. <laughs> oh, sorry. Amazing. <laughs> In the early 80s, she was the focus of one of the nation's most sensational trials after she was charged with attempting to kill her husband using arsenic-based weed killer. Ooh. But before we get to that trial, Tom, let's just, let's just back it up a few decades. Back it up, back it up. In 1961, Albert Otto Haag, <laughs> Emily's second husband... Sorry, I'm just laughing at his name. Emily's second husband and a Victorian police no, officer. What about, her, what about her first husband? I, I actually couldn't find out. I did want to find out. Couldn't find out a thing. Okay, go on. I'll let it slide this once. But in 1961, Albert Hag, her second husband, died of acute arsenic poisoning. She was like, <laughs> give us a hug. And he was like, not this again. So she fucking poisoned him. He had been ill in December 1960 and again in January. Eaten too many apples. Uh, and Icarus found that's is going to come into the okay. play later. Yeah, there's arsenic in apples. Um, an inquest found that Albert may have eaten some corn that had been sprayed with weed killer containing arsenic, or it may have been suicide. Mm, uh, what? He may have eaten. So we think maybe he was poisoned, or maybe <laughs> accidentally poisoned, or maybe he killed himself, uh, or ate corn, or listened to corn. The band and killed himself, <laughs> and, which and, is, and was just oh yeah, can't do, can't, can't go on now. Remember that shit? Yeah, God, that was good. Um, so they're saying, well, he either died from eating corn or killed himself. So hang on, so those, it's so let, let's just review the options. Let's just review the options for the listeners at home. Yep. Option number one is he was poisoned. Yep. Option number two. He was accidentally poisoned. By option, corn. option number three, he ate, had some lunch <laughs> and was killed by it. Yep. Option number four, he killed himself. By ingesting arsenic. Deliberately. Yeah. That's but, not that's people don't do that. Generally. Well no, yeah, but but what you but you're saying he Okay, go on. Go so on. He, it might have been an accident well, because the arsenic was in the corn? Yeah. Look, it turns out... Like, I think these Doritos are off. <laughs> <laughs> I think what these Doritos... What flavour is this? Roundup? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool, 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 Roundup. Cool, cool original. You've got extra cheesy and uh, this new flavour. I, I don't know what the, I don't know what this new flavour is. Uh, um, but look, it was found that um, Emily was stand to have... She mert. She done it. She killed it. <laughs> You've already called it. <laughs> to benefit from insurance policy she had taken out on his life. If I know anything from having watched soap operas... Yeah. It's the wife. <laughs> um, she bought the weed killer, which he'd used for spraying. She had some knowledge of poisons. 
Uh, she had the opportunity Having poisoned to... her first husband, <laughs> which we, we, which we can't find a record of. Um, uh, she had the opportunity to administer it to him. Uh, there was also some evidence of domestic problems, but despite all this evidence... He didn't like her corn. <laughs> this corn tastes really acidic. <laughs> She's like, I'll show you acidic. Uh, no charges were ever laid against her. Right. Moving on. A year later. So, so uh, Otto is a... Otto was laid to rest, but no charges were laid upon her. No. Oh. So he's uh, resting in uh, pieces of corn. Oh, yeah. He's all ears of corn. <laughs> <laughs> he's pushing up corn. Boom, Wow. This is a corn. Uh, Freaking kind of leash. I, well, I know. Say, I know what I'm listening to on the drive home. You might say he's got the life no more. <laughs> oh, mate, it's not so peachy for him any any oh, longer. No. <sighs> a year later, in 1962, Emily's brother Francis William Montgomery died. Francis was an alcoholic who suffered depression. That's not funny. Don't make a joke about it. <laughs> he had been living with a. Wo- I, I saw you were about to go. Like, don't do it. You want me? Don't do it, Dom. Don't do it. Don't do I didn't say anything. You gave me the look. I get, no, I was going to make a joke about... <laughs> just go on, go on. I was going to make a joke about About corn. depression. No, I was, uh, wasn't going to make a joke about depression. I was going to make a joke about, like, he'd been eating corn, but go on. He had been living with a woman who had just left him two days before he died. After he had attempted to strangle her. With, with corn. No, with <laughs> Domestic violence, isn't it? No, no, this is funny, Dan. Why did you do it? That's what you're meant to do. I don't saying. understand why you keep picking these topics. Yeah, it's funny. The day after, it's like it's like you're trying to challenge me <laughs> to make these jokes, and I I don't want to do it. Just wait till we do our family murders episode. Someone so took me aside good. the other day and was like, "Adelol's really funny, but some of the stuff's a bit close to the bone." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And they were like, "Oh, He's I can't remember taking you aside, He's yeah, showing this in the office." I can't remember. Or I can't remember what episode it was, and they were like, "Oh, you've got to be careful." Oh, come on. Yeah, I know. Come I know. on, that person's triggered. <laughs> I think it was more like they were like the kind of work that you do. You probably should be careful. <laughs> yeah, the kinds of jokes do. that you well, you know. Oh well, go on. No one knows where we work unless they no, that's up right. on LinkedIn or um, you know on on you know, on any other social unless media. You literally <laughs> type my name into Google, which I've mentioned several times on this show. You will never find out where I work. You, you <laughs> unless unless you look at my previous charges for threatening Greg to burn down Greg Barillo's house, you will never know. You will oh, never know my identity. God. Yeah. Um. The day after the woman left, uh, Emily went to her brother's house with her mother to look after him. And eat him, give him some corn. <laughs> She's like, eat made you something special. It's my cornbread. Cornbread, corn dead. What was that? No, cornbread. Cornbread. This is my corn dead. Cornbread. Corn dead. Emily went You're to dead, her... dead, dead, <laughs> dead. I, I killed Otto. What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Shut up, Emily. The next day, Emily found her brother dead. Oh, well, of course she did. Emily oh, was, whoopsie. <laughs> Emily was the last person to see him alive. When she was forcing <laughs> arsenic-laced corn into his mouth. And the last person to see him dead. Hang on. <laughs> she was the last person to see him dead. Sorry, the first As person. Surely sorry. the Undertaker <laughs> was the last person to see him dead. You really watched him closely. Making sure he wasn't waking up. Uh, no, sorry. The last person to see him alive, the first person to see him dead. So, the lining okay. of his stomach was badly burned from With- ant poison that he had apparently swallowed. And and, and cornbread. Yeah. Uh, he too died from arsenic poisoning. <laughs> Emily had first no- husband, 
Killed by Corn. Second husband. Second, the, the first husband. The second, first husband. We don't know what, no, no. what killed him. Second husband <laughs> killed really by Corn. Third, third, uh, third person. Brother. Alien ant farm. And are you killing me? Are you killing me? Are you killing me with Corn? Personal connection to Alien ant farm. Oh my God! Go on, please. Um, you remember when they had the bus crash? No. Okay. <laughs> It was like 2014. <laughs> it was amazing. Was You're like, nah. <laughs> um, one hit wonder, pretty much. Yeah, um, uh, the Michael Jackson song. Yeah, when did they... Where, where, 2002, 2003? It was around then. I was like late high mm. school, yeah. My auntie worked... F- uh, she's a... Um, she's, a well, she's actually no longer alive. She's no longer with us, but oh, she... Um, she have too much coin. <laughs> Sorry. That's really... <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've all been there. Uh <laughs> No, she uh, used to work as a um, a nurse for a travel insurance company. Then they like when you get sick overseas, they repatriate you. Yep, they go over and they like yeah. bring you back. And they were insured by her company. And when they had the bus accident, the um, lead singer like broke his neck. He like mm-hmm. busted a whole bunch of vertebrae Shit, in I his didn't neck. Know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, fuck, I just did it. Anyway, um, did the yeah, yeah, yeah thing. Ah. Uh. Never mind. Amazing. So, she, so they, I think they were in like Spain or something, and she flew over to where Spain they in were. The neck. <laughs> Spain in the neck. Brilliant. <laughs> and um, yeah, she. They were gonna let them leave hospital. Yeah. And she like, ex- like you know, she went in there and examined him and stuff, and was like, "You're like the vertebrae in your neck's like misaligned. Like if you leave hospital and you." turn your head too quickly or something happens, mm. you could break your neck and like you could sever your spine. It's like, it's really serious. So then she was like, why are you like letting him leave the hospital? So she made them give him a whole bunch of x-rays and blah, blah. Mm. I'm just telling you this guy's medical history. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and we'll uh, yeah, well, you know, she's dead. So it's not like she's going to get in trouble. <laughs> <having told me. laughs> um, but yeah, and they figured out that, uh, yeah, he ha- did have uh, like a, a neck in like the, Damage to his vertebrae and his spine. Yeah, uh, in his neck, and they strapped him in a full like brace and everything, and like put him on the plane to take him back to the UK, and then like obviously he got proper treatment and went back to the US. But like that that bus crash, I think was pretty serious. Like it pretty much ended their career because you haven't wow. heard about them since. Well, no, I don't think they were meant to be heard about. <laughs> well, actually, no, um, because they had a second hit which was called Movies. I think I, I very vaguely remember it. Um, but uh, from all accounts I've heard oh, yeah. from the music scene, they were actually really nice guys. Like I, yeah, I actually, well. um, uh, Fat Mike was doing a, a Reddit AMA once, and I was like, "Who's like the coolest band you you've kind of toured? Yeah, yeah. Who are the biggest dicks?" Um, and he was like, um, "Alien Ant Farm were like the nicest guys we've ever toured with." So yeah, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, he's alive today because of my Arnie. There we go. I, I don't know. I, that's a Personal bold claim. He probably, the farm. They, yeah, yeah, they probably would have worked out that he was yeah. going to be okay anyway. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, nothing, uh, Emily had nothing to gain financially from her brother's death, but it was suggested that she wanted to get rid of him from the family because he was like a tiresome burden. She was anti him. <laughs> Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> In the late 60s, Emily had then a de facto relationship with John Alfred Jamison. Do you want to guess what happens to John? Uh, too much whiskey? Ah, yeah. No, natural causes. Oh. Uh, John was also known as Jim Duncan. He'll be referred to as Jim. Oh. Jim began to live with Emily from the end of 1967. Emily immediately arranged insurance policies in his life. Oh, dear. 
By the beginning of 1968, Jim was seeking medical att- <laughs> medical treatment for anal trouble. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> We've all been there, mate. That's why they call it arsenic. <laughs> Childish. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Uh, he had an operation for hemorrhoids uh, around the end. Oh of, no! Around the end of 1968, he was complaining of some loss of bowel control and <laughs> pains to his lower abdomen. By the end of 69 and 70, he was just shitting his pants willy nilly. Diarrhea, <laughs> incontinence, vomiting, pain, and other symptoms, including it's not funny, including enlarged breasts. Oh. Hello. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Oh, it's not all. It's the silver linings. <laughs> it seems it seems bad, but you know. Oh God. Silver linings. Uh, doctors stated that the symptoms pre- uh, described were consistent with lead, arsenic poisoning. Ah. Uh, Who would have thought? Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy ate lead. <laughs> It just takes some time, a little bit of arsenic. I'll eat some corn and everything, everything will be all right. Everything, everything will Say awesome. good night, good night. <laughs> we are doing more singing on Adelol. Than like we, yeah, the we used to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's like... There's a, I think there's also a, because we grew a, up in the same a, music scene. Yeah, there's a song to... Beer ratio, oh, though, God. for sure. Once, you, once we've on the second episode, that's when we yeah. start cranking the beer. In 1970, Jim died from an overdose of barbiturates, and Emily oh, received oh, a large life insurance payment after. That's how Elvis went. Was it? Well, heart was, attack, yeah. but he like everyone's like it's because he ate peanut butter and yeah. banana sandwiches. But I think it's actually because he took a shitload of drugs. Okay. Uh, Jim had swallowed about 20 barbiturate tablets. Now it was deemed unlikely that Emily could have forced him to take them. So once again, she was not charged. Mm. And she received now the money the from the payout. drugs don't work. <laughs> they just made him worse enough. I'll never see Jim's face again. Later on in life... Later on in life... Jimmy, Emily... you're a dead cunt. You're a dead cunt. You're a dead cunt, Jimmy. Later on in life, Emily married again mm. to a devoted... Don't do it. Don't do it, mate. <laughs> to a devoted... Do not marry her. To a devoted gentleman named Kenneth Perry, who I'll just call Ken. Don't marry in. her. She'll fucking kill you. Ken had a huge walrus moustache. <laughs> hiding... I didn't know where that sentence was going to go. <laughs> Ken had a huge walrus pet, which he kept. <laughs> no, <I> just... <laughs> Ken had a huge wang. <laughs> You are a moustache, just like Compolitis. Oh, I got a moustache. Oh, I got a moustache. Don't, give me, don't me... give me none of your cornbread, That's devil woman. Because we get it at birds. I not touch the cornbread. I only touch it. I only won't touch it. The only thing I eat is a fish. He had a huge walrus moustache. No, there's, there's high levels of lead in this fish. <laughs> what fish is this? Arsenic tuna. Make a arsenic tuna so good, it'll make your moustache melt. <laughs> He had a moustache hiding the scars from a facial reconstruction after a motorcycle accident. And oh, that's not funny. He was Emily's third husband. Mate, she's getting through him. She's like Henry VIII. I'm Henry VIII. I am. <laughs> Always a song. In 1979, Ken Perry became seriously ill and was Lead rushed poisoning. to hospital. Arsenic. Mm. Corn. 
He had trouble walking and sought medical treatment for lead arsenic poisoning. <laughs> how can how is no one putting the dots together? <sighs> they do eventually. <laughs> it's taken a while. It is taking a yeah. while. Samples taken by his doctor were handed to police, and while he was covering, uh, his wife Emily was arrested for attempted murder. Mm, this is where it gets interesting. This is where it kicks murder. off. Attempted murder. Now, she's arrested for attempted murder. It's what's fascinating in these kinds of cases, yeah. though, I have to say, is that it's like someone will get sick, and then they'll go into hospital often, mm. and then like the ho- they'll get better, and then their like family member will come visit them and they'll yeah, get worse again. Get worse and the doctor's like, oh, he took a turn for the worse yeah. after after when, after you came in on Wednesday. And it's like, well, what happened on Wednesday? And it's like, well, I've just bought him in some lunch. <laughs> and, and it's like, well, mm, what's going on with the lunch, you Look, know? my wife's the only one who knows how to make corn the way I like yeah. it. <laughs> she, uh, she does an incredible uh, lead line milkshake. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Um, there are, there, there does appear to be little metal filings <laughs> in the milkshake, but, uh, you know, I'm not one to complain. Her roundup mojitos are amazing. <laughs> Just frozen, frozen roundup margaritas. But throughout the trial, her husband, Ken, stood by her side and supported her wholeheartedly. While supporting himself with a cane because he'd like <laughs> lost the will to live. Yeah. And, you know, police cl- turned to jelly. Police claimed Emily gradually poisoned Ken between July and November 78 and February and October 79. So I like how she took a couple of months off, you know, for Christmas and things like that. <laughs> she's, she's like, well, it's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's his birthday, so, you know. All right. Be nice to him. Yeah. No strychnine for Ken. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. been nagging him. I've been nagging <laughs> him to do to mow the lawn, and he finally did it. So, you know what? I'll, yeah. l- let's. I'm going to take a month off. I'm going to like, so take a couple of weeks where I don't put arsenic in his ham sandwich. (laughs) Maintaining his love and support for her, he repeatedly said that he was astounded by the actions of police and found their ridiculous accusations against his wife laughable. Wouldn't, like, okay, doesn't matter how much you love a person, wouldn't you go, well, I'm not, I have been unwell. What did you say your last (laughs) husband died of? Like, you... And, and your you're brother? Not, you're not putting the dots together? And the one before that? Love is, you know, love is blind, but love also blinds, like, massively. Like, people yeah. will just be like, nah, 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 couldn't possibly be my partner. Yeah. She wouldn't do that to you're me. You're also like, blind? Mm. A shit ton of ingested lead. <laughs> yeah. As well so as, when... uh, you know, <laughs> destroying your ability to control your uh, bowel. So when they ask Ken about it, they're like, well, you know... How'd you get this arsenic poisoning, mate? If it's not your wife slipping it in your coffee each morning. Yeah. Ken maintained he'd uh, ingested arsenic and lead accidentally through his hobby. Um, okay, let me have a guess at what his hobby is. Go on. Um, Golf, but instead of the balls, uh, they're just like um, asbestos. <laughs> just, yeah. I just like... I, um, I chew... Bits of asbestos to 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 try and work out um, what like I basically eat ceiling tiles to try and work out what year uh, what year they were from. Mm, that's the uh, that's the James Hardy mm. nineteen uh, mm. nineteen seventy eight. Great great year. Great Hardy. year. Great year. I um I eat apples, but I eat the whole thing. <laughs> corn and all. Corn and all. You guys ever listen to corn? <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. Big Case. fan of corn. Case dismissed. Big big corn guy. <laughs> no, his hobby was fixing up old pianos and organs. 
which often contain. Mate, <laughs> you keep going. You keep you stay in this marriage. You're not going to have any organs. <laughs> Your organs will need fixing. Your up. organs are going to be needing. Yeah. Fixing up old pianos and organs. There's which, no lead in a piano. Which often contained rat poison. What? Crumbling lead pipes. Oh, organs would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, could have been made from wood of apple orchids, uh, where arsenic was co- used to I think kill bugs. Lead, lead weights but, in pianos as well to like weigh the strings down, which possibly... Yeah, so, know. look, but I think the exposure... It's, it's still a stretch. Minimal. Yeah, it's... It's, it's minimal. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a stretch. Yeah, and you're not ingesting it either. No, that's right. Like I assume, like you well, could easily, you could easily we... get around this by washing your hands after you've handled a piano. That's how we restored them. <laughs> oh, nineteen seventy-eight um, uh, uh, Yamaha here. I'll just <laughs> <laughs> yes. I uh, I eat ignore the... it. That yeah, I have a chomp. But the court did not buy Ken's story <laughs> for some reason. This is an amazing situation though, because it's like you're on the stand explaining why someone else. Hasn't, hasn't killed yeah, you, hasn't tried to kill you, and then the court's like, "We don't believe you," and you're like, "Well, fuck you!" <laughs> and it's like, "Mate, like we're trying, we're on your side." <laughs> He's like, "You fuck you, judge! How dare you say that my wife's been trying to kill me?" He's like, "Mate, like punch that magistrate in the face!" <laughs> yeah, Bill, Bob Francis is like, <laughs> "It's an outrage." Yeah, I think in this situation, if you've been a like accused of attempted murder someone and the person who you've been accused of attempting to murder yeah, yeah. has gone like no nah, no nah, this is all cool like let it go don't waste any more of or at least money. or at least be like look love um <laughs> let's just see how see how it all comes out and um I won't say anything and we'll let the police do their job and um I'm sure it's better if I just don't say anything but in the back of your mind you're like I think she fucking tried to kill me <laughs> instead he's like going on the offensive he's like no yeah. no 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 don't you point the finger at my wife it's so she's strange. innocent it's, it's crazy it's so strange it's so and strange and he was in hospital and nearly died that's right uh, the court did not buy Ken's story, mainly because... I don't buy Ken's story. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone buys Ken's story. Mainly because evidence was given that other men close to her, including her... Like th- the three other husbands <laughs> that she's already fucking killed. Her second husband uh, and her brother um, had all died, you know, kind of suspiciously. Yeah. Um, and she had taken out life insurance on Ken and all the other husbands. Yeah, well. of course. But interesting, though, that they were that was allowed to be... That information was allowed to be presented in well, court. That's actually where I'm getting to. This, this is where this leads. Um, this went all the way to the high court, by the way. Yeah. So that's like, it's big time. Because you could be, I mean, like a decent lawyer would say that's inadmissible. Like yeah. the fact that her brother died of lead poisoning is irrelevant to, you know, like unless, you know what I mean? Like they would make that argument. Yeah. You've kind of ruined my next paragraph. Go on, fine. go on. Um, Emily was charged with two counts of attempted murder. She was convicted in 1981 Moida. of attempting to murder her third husband, Ken, by poisoning and sentenced to 15 years imprisonment. But Emily only served 287 days in custody. What? Her conviction was overturned by the High Court in a scathing judgment. It said the evidence showed... Just for people that aren't, don't live in Australia, it's called the High Court because it's the highest court in the land, not because the judges are high. Oh, 420 blaze it. Yeah. Judges. Every case is heard at 420. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like... I would go to that court. It's, it's, yeah, it's just like thick with smoke. Yeah. And they're just like, what the fucking, what did he do? He fucking killed you. Nah, I can't. Nah, that didn't, that never happened. Oi, oi, can you get us some Doritos? Corn flavoured ones? Corn chips. These taste like arsenic. (laughs) Why are you giving me apples? Why are you giving me apples, you dumb cunt? 
They smoke it through an apple. No. That's how they get it. Yeah, That's how they get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wouldn't know. It said the evidence. I would. It said the evidence showed quote an appalling departure from acceptable standards of forensic science. Basically, the high court. Said, I was going to say it shows an appalling departure from acceptable standards of like being married to someone. Yeah. Because you generally don't try and fucking kill your spouse. There's money involved. Well, that yeah, that, yeah. Um, but oh, that makes it. That makes it. That makes it totally understandable then. Yeah. Basically, the High Court said what you just said. You couldn't use those previous deaths that she wasn't charged for yeah. as evidence. Yeah. Even though... Which I think is, on one hand, just bullshit. Like, if if you look... I think that's a really important part to, like, Ken's... It's um, circumstantial evidence, but it's, like, compelling circumstantial oh, evidence. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, well, three men previously who yeah. you've been very yeah. close to have died of arsenic poisoning. And, and this is the argument that, like, decent, like, prosecution lawyers will make, mm. is that, like... A lot of the time, it's very hard to get hard. Like it's it's better these days with DNA and stuff, but it's very hard to get hard evidence for any kind of murder or attempted murder stuff. Like it's very, um, we're a lot better at it than we used to be. Mm-hmm. But like it's you've you've got to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that someone actually yeah. did it, which, which is difficult to really do. Hard, which, which is difficult. To, yeah. But then like when you look at things like circumstantial stuff, it's like if there's enough accumulated circumstantial stuff, then it's like, well, I'm sorry, but, like, you clearly did it. And that's often how they, like, catch, like, serial killers and stuff like that. Because it's like, you know, it's not... Um, I mean, you know, someone like famous serial killers like Gary Ridgway, who's the, uh, the Green River Killer, in the end, they caught him because they figured out that the type of, um... Every one of his victims had uh, a very specific type of paint, mm-hmm. um, and they figured out that they this they worked out once you know their analysis stuff got better. They worked out that this type of paint um, was used to spray like vehicles, okay. so like trucks and cars yep. and stuff like that. And then they already had him on the suspect list, so they went through the suspect list, and then they figured out that this guy worked at a auto shop spraying. He was like he painted trucks. Yeah. So it's like in that scenario, you've got like a circumstantial evidence, circumstantial evidence, and, yeah. and, you're, and you're combining it with hard evidence uh-huh. from the actual crime, and then you're like you know making that link and stuff. But people could be like, well, there's plenty of people that work in uh, you know. Yeah, I know. But, but it's like it's he also like, he also what are had the odds of that. Yeah, but then he also had a history of like being violent towards prostitutes and blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. like it was like once you put all the pieces together, it's like here's a tiny bit of hard evidence that does link him to the crime scene. But when you combine it with the fact that he's also, you know, been convicted of like domestic violence and like been known as and like known to prowl like areas yeah, where they're sex yeah. workers and then been known to like abuse them and been arrested for that previously and, and all the that's all the circumstantial stuff fits together. But then like smart defense lawyers would be like, you can't say that in court. Yeah, can't say that. You, you can now mention we, the, now you, we have to get a whole new jury yeah, and it's a whole. Yeah, it's like you can mention the fact that yeah you can mention the fact that the paint was found on at the crime scene and that he also had that paint on his clothes. Fine, but you can't tell these jurors that he had a history of beating his wife or that he had also done, you know, been violent in the past or that he'd been known to frequent sex workers or that he'd yeah. you know, been arrested in connection with another crime, blah, blah. And so, you know, but it's like, I'm sorry, but like once you, like if there's a couple of things like that, fine, leave it out of the trial. But if there's hundreds of things That's and they right. all accumulate to make you go, uh, yeah. it's clearly this dude, yeah. then it should be, you know, it should be, it should be admissible. Like and in I her asked, case, it's yeah. like, 
If I ask two you people right now, have already died in their life because of like arsenic lead poisoning, and you can say it's circumstantial, but it's like, of course, yeah. it's fucking linked. Yeah, like if I ask you now, how many people do you know who've died from arsenic none. poisoning? None. none, none. I know none as well. So it's like, well, well, I mean, we live in a world where there's no lead petrol anymore. So like, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's a factor. Maybe we'd know more be. if it was thirty years ago. But I don't know anyone, and I don't think I've ever even really heard of anyone. Mm. So I, yeah, it would be a remarkable coincidence remarkable if it was a coincidence. Yeah. 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 So Emily was released in 1982, but it wasn't over. <laughs> two years later, in the November... Killing days ain't done. <laughs> the killing days are done, but... Two years later, in November 1984, Emily was charged with the murder of her second husband, Albert Hogg. Oh, give him a hug. Uh, oh, he's dead. Mm. He's pushing up corn. And she was the last person to see him dead. <laughs> and alive. <laughs> Devoted Ken Perry was once again by her side, but the case was... Fucking hell, Ken. Give it, a, <laughs> give it away, mate. He's like, I feel much better. <laughs> I think Ken's scared now. Yeah, she's like, he stood by me. You know what? I'll give, I'll, I, I won't try and poison him again. He's yeah. like, see? All yeah. better. All better now. He's probably the strongest support for a case now. Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, big time. Um, but the case was withdrawn after the deaths of several key witnesses. What? Yeah, I... Couldn't find much more on it, but um, so basically, I think Victorian police because ingested corn. (laughs) It's big corn day in Victoria, and everyone ate a bit of corn corn. bake off. Um, Yeah, people died surrounding the thing, and they just couldn't charge it. Like Victorian police, like okay, we're extraditing you from SA to charge you with this because we we fully believe you uh, poisoned Albert Hogg, Um, but in the end. Several key witnesses died. But but you couldn't find any more information about who the key witnesses were or what happened to no, them? I didn't bother looking that hard. But that's... But why did... Ha, ha, I'm scared of Emily poisoning <laughs> me, on, Tom. But how did they die and why did they die? And Just deaths. Several key witnesses. <laughs> just, just deaths. Death. Couldn't, couldn't tell you how. <laughs> roundup shots, uh, happy hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. doing shots of roundup. So they, they, their deaths were unrelated to the case, like unrelated think, yeah, to her were, actions. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and because that was like 30 years ago, they would have been old anyway. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, yeah. They tried to round them up. <laughs> <laughs> and then weed them out. Uh, mm. But it only led to more <laughs> issues. Mm. You might um, say <laughs> poison. Veteran SA homicide detective Bill Cook, who arrested Emily in Cookie. 1979, said he remained convinced of her guilt despite the high court. Oh, he's a police officer, though. They're always conviction. like, yeah. that person's guilty. Quote, I have no doubt in my mind she attempted to murder Ken Perry for monetary gain. He also believed there were too many coincidences. Oh, well, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you there, Cookie. I'm with Cookie on this one. He also believed there were too many coincidences for the other deaths surrounding her to not be questionable. But he specifically remembers Ken's loyalty to his wife during the investigation. Mm. Quite. Initially, he was quite a friendly and cooperating fellow. Even though he couldn't get out of bed. <laughs> couldn't, feel his, couldn't feel his legs from the knees down, but um, couldn't, had nothing but, but kind things to say about his wife. Initially, he provided us with hair samples so they could be forensically analysed as part of our brief, and he was very friendly. I remember him showing us his organs that he used to repair. <laughs> no, no. I bet he did. This is my kidney. You can tell it's pretty fucked from ant poison. I've got an organ to show you. <laughs> um, oh, my God. You can get that looked at, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he took him to the hospital. Uh, 
He was a very clever man, but when we started to look at things closely, he became very anti-police, of course. Like his organ. He never changed his view that she did not do it. We had a close look at his organ, (laughs) and he became suspicious. (laughs) A few years later, then in her 1960s, Miss Emily Perry... In her 1960s? In her 60s, sorry. Okay. Emily Perry. She was tried- just going through a 1960s phase. <laughs> she, she was like, hippie now. She's yeah. like, I'm done trying to kill my husband. Now I'm just going to wear like um, flower dresses. Flower. Oh, that's more yeah. 70s, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> Remember Woodstock? <laughs> it's like, I'm done trying to kill my husband. I'm just going to wear uh, mini skirts and um, reenact <laughs> scenes from Austin Powers. <laughs> you guys remember Woodstock? We had Hendrix. We had um, Janis Joplin. Yeah. <laughs> Alien ant farm a big <laughs> Want some corn? Mm. Oh god Amazing In her 60s Emily tried to gain compensation for her case But failed Fuck off compensation Yeah I know This, this shits me This This shits me off yeah. When it's like No you can't have fucking compensation <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like We it's, have invested already a lot of the taxpayers money in this yeah, but, but it's like it's like you are clearly guilty. We can't convict you, but you are clearly guilty. Yeah. Um, no, you can't have compensation. Also, how arrogant do you have to be to ask for compensation? Because part of the process of you requesting and being provided with compensation is that they have to review the case again. Yeah. So I you're know. putting, you're She's opening, your, so this you're opening yourself ballsy. up. Yeah, you're opening yourself up for them to be like, well, actually, fuck it, you are guilty. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like, I know, right? Um. There's a really famous, so another podcast, which I listen to, um, I'm just going to open it up now so I can get the name of it. It's called Black Hands. Black Hands. Okay. Right. Um, and it's the case of uh, the Bain family murders in New Zealand. Really famous murder Never case. Never heard of it. I'm going to listen to this podcast. So this guy, David Bain, did exactly what she did. Yep. He blatantly murdered his family. Mm-hmm. Um, like So five family members got killed. Is he a was... magician? <laughs> what? <laughs> David Blaine. <laughs> Is he the magician? <laughs> David Blaine. That was David Bain. Oh, sorry. That's David Batman Blaine. you're talking about. David Blaine. These they like the How can your family will now how, disappear? How can I kill five of my family members? I was in a glass box suspended above the Thames for three months <laughs> at the time of their deaths. Go on. Um, I made the Statue of Liberty disappear. Yeah. Um, no, I think that was David Copperfield anyway, so it shouldn't, I'm, I'm confusing way. my magicians. Same we'll have, way. we'll have magician, magic fans I being really pissed off. I wonder if there's a South Australian magician. Fuck, oh, there would be. Up. There would I be. I've got to look this up. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, that's next episode. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I go. Um, yeah, this guy, David Bain. Blaine. <laughs> He's like, Levitate. shook a cup and it, suddenly it was full of money. Um, he's like... <laughs> Look at the window behind you, and the, and the card was like stuck to the window. On the outside. Street Magic, you remember Street Magic? I remember Street oh, Magic. Street That's Magic was the bomb. David that was before David Blaine went all fucking weird and was like. I thought he was weird then. No, 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 he was weird, but he was actually doing magic. And then like be after that, he just became. He was like, I'm gonna. He was trying to do um like Houdini type shit. Because yeah, South Park parodied him. Like and that's yeah. the last I remember. Yeah, so like it started off, he would do Street Magic, and it was actually cool. And yep. then he just went into like the Houdini stuff of like I'm gonna. Hold my breath underwater for twenty five minutes. Oh yeah, he was really good at that. Yeah, yeah, but like, but you can no, you can train your body to that. That's not magic. Yeah, it's well, that's just, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like crossing over from like the realm of magic to the realm of like yeah, 
Buried, Ent- in, buried in concrete. Wacky shit. entertainment yeah. shit, yeah. Escape artist. Um, anyway, this David Bain guy, not David Blaine, not the magician, but this New Zealander guy, five family members killed. Mm-hmm. He was the only one that survived, and like there was a note left on the computer that was like, David, you're <laughs> the only one that deserves to survive. Oh, no. And when the ambulance came, he like pretended to be having like a seizure. Oh, good. But they were like, we like we we... They like open his eyes, shine a light in it, and it's like his pupil responded to the light. They're like, "Well, we know you're not having a seizure, so stop." He's just on the floor, like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And they were like, "David, we know you're not having a seizure, so like, stop." Obviously, you're very traumatized about what's happened to your family, but just can you just stop what you're doing. And he was just like, "I'm having a seizure." Yeah. Anyway, didn't go to prison for it. Yeah. Um, he went. Sorry, he did go to prison for it, but he then had a second trial and got released. So I think he was in prison for like fifteen years or something. Or he broke himself out. David no, Wayne. I'm thinking <laughs> David Wayne again. Go on. <laughs> You're confusing them again. Um, he went to prison, but then he got let off. So he should have been in prison for much longer than the time that he was in prison for, because yep. he killed five people. And then after he got released, he was like, "I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue the New Zealand government for fault, like for falsely oh, um, imprisoning me." And it's like, mate, we know you fucking did it. Yeah. You've been let out on a technicality. Yeah, you've just, been let out on a technicality. Have, you have hit the jackpot. You just let it go, mate. But the balls of the person, because then it's like, again, what they had to do is like give them a whole new trial. Yeah. So it's like, well, then, sorry, they didn't give a whole new trial, but they still have to review the case as part of the process of providing compensation. So then it's like, well, you're opening yourself up to for people to go, hang on, actually, there's some new evidence here. You're fucking guilty. <laughs> so Emily tried for compensation and she failed. Um, in 2001, Ken was interviewed by ABC's Four Corners regarding the trial. He was asked by a reporter, "Do you ever do you, think... do you want anything to eat while you're away? <laughs> Before we start the interview, are you feeling peckish? I'll have, a, I'll have an asbestos sandwich, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have asbestos? I'll, I'll just have butter. It's fine. Yeah, honey's fine. Legumite. What's I that? Suppose. Legumite. Legumite. <laughs> Legy <laughs> He was asked by a reporter, do you ever think that maybe your wife had tried to kill you? Ken's response. Now, I will read this out as I could find the text written down. Amazing. Oh, I just did it. Oh, you did too. Outstanding. <laughs> um, no, I didn't because, um, oh, why? Well, for one thing, that we have had a very happy relationship. Um, there was no reason why she should. Because she's fucking lunatic. No motive at all. Yes, she's, yes. And even Ken's answer is insane. Like, yeah, he, surely he knew they were going to ask this question and he wasn't prepared for it. I think Ken knows. Yeah, but why is he stuck with her? Do you reckon he's like, I've got to, I've got to keep pretending. (laughs) He's like, like she didn't kill me. He's like doing a series of blinks to the judge. (laughs) Judge can't read Morse code. (laughs) Help me out here, man. He's like, I know she did it in Morse code, but blinked. <laughs> the judge is like, seems to be having some kind of seizure. Must be all the lead. <laughs> You're right, Ken. Are you all right? You appear to be uh, not well. He's like, well, I have, I have got a uh, ungodly bleak. amount of arsenic in my bloodstream. <laughs> He's like, why don't you just take a seat, seat, seat next to your wife? Take, take a seat back, uh, back there next to your wife, and compose yourself. She's like, do you want a sandwich? He's like. Thank you, dear. Look, all I'm saying is, Emily is the only one who Have makes... Have an apple. Have an apple. <laughs> She's the only one who makes corn the way I like it. Don't take her away from me, please. <laughs> 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 Amazing. Oh, freaking unleash. 
In her final years, Emily was outraged at being remembered as the woman who tried to poison her husband she to clearly death. clearly did. I know, I know. Isn't that sad? She had something wrong with her. Yeah, she was a fucking murderer. <laughs> <laughs> no one kills that many. No one, no one has that many people around them dying of lead poisoning. Yeah, but that, that's a valid question, though. Like, I mean... Um, is this... No, I, I'm going to pose the question now. Is this just a remarkable coincidence? No, it's not. Okay. But, it, but like, when you say she's got something wrong with her, I mean, that's a valid question for, like, in a broader sense, when murders do happen. Like, no one, no sane person is, like, killing another person in cold blood. Mm. So, you know, you can make the argument that no one deserves to go to jail because, like, you know, if you well, can... that's right. If, 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 you can, if, you're, if you think it's appropriate to kill people, there is something seriously <laughs> wrong with you. You have some mental health issues. Um, but, you know, I, no, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. That argument. She knew the difference between right and wrong, and she clearly killed her. At least, yeah, no, she killed her she brother. She killed a couple of dudes. Yeah, at least, and, a, and a for second husband. Who who fucking knows what? Do you reckon the first husband's just like sitting on a beach somewhere, just like <laughs> I dodged a bullet. I dodged, he's he's I not dodged Ken. a lead bullet there. <laughs> yeah, he's not Ken, and he's not one of the other t- uh, one of the two other dead people. Maybe I got to look into the first husband. I don't know yeah, yeah, or or it was the first husband. That would be the twist if this go. was if this was like a you know a, a that's thriller. right he was a, look a, a, they broke a up cinematic like thriller amicably and he's trying to frame her by yeah. poisoning the other yeah. husbands yeah yeah th- if this that's is, what yeah. happened we this figured is, it out yeah. Adelaide if this was a movie thriller that would be that's how I would do it no one knows anything about the first husband maybe right. he came back into the picture and uh, he killed the uh, the second husband and the brother that's right and then he tried to kill Ken and then he's and like Ken's actually like Ken on was the money. too strong willed. Yeah, Ken's on the money. He's like, no, she couldn't have done this, and she's actually innocent. And everyone's like, bitch, you did it. Fuck, we figured it out. But it's the first husband. Yeah. First husband, Mr. Jimmy Led. (laughs) Jimmy Arsenic Led, they call him. Uh. Emily Perry died in 2012 at the age of 85, still married to Ken. No, he stuck it out. He outlived her. His his health improved (laughs) dramatically dramatically after after she died. Uh, it, another twist. He poisoned her. What? Uh, I, I know that's that's lie. That's <laughs> that would be amazing. No, um, I think eighty-five is natural. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. In the obituary, Ken wrote, "At peace at last." Wrote the devoted husband of Emily Perry, <laughs> the woman accused of trying to kill him with poison. <laughs> it's a it's a crazy. It's a crazy story. It's a crazy story. Ken died in two thousand and fourteen. Presumably of natural causes. <laughs> Still chewing on asbestos. <laughs> he died in, natu- in 2014. Oh still, uh, still refurbishing pianos and eating what he found, eating the contents of what he found inside. He's like, uh, I found a t- I got a tasteful Roundup. <laughs> so I spray it on all my on my cereal. What vintage Roundup is this? It's like some people put sugar on their wee bix. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Spraying Roundup on it. God, <laughs> Tom, that's the story of Emily Perry. Amazing. And that was uh, you said it again. And that, yeah, well, that that one was deliberate. That was actually amazing. Yeah, that one was deliberate. But, so uh, I, I don't think I need to ask you the question, but she yeah, did it, she did it. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you even questioning? I, I like, like as I was reading like the judgments of this, I'm like, how how I don't how, think it, how I don't think it's happened in our legal yeah. system. Like, oh, mate. they're actually like, yeah, she's definitely done it. But then, like, oh, no, legal technicality, you couldn't have said that in that case, so yeah. it's overturned. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, the legal system isn't perfect. 
Um, but often it's like, <clears throat> I find it remarkable, not that people who are guilty don't go to jail because like, because it is an imperfect system. Yep. And there is, there are lots of, you know, there is plenty of regulation about what you can and can't say and what you can and can't present in court. I find it not remarkable that people that are guilty don't go to jail. I find it remarkable that people that aren't guilty do go to jail. I find yeah, that, I find I... that much more, that much more confronting. The fact that she, that she didn't get convicted well, she did initially. Yeah, okay. Well, the fact, but the fact that she didn't really, let's say, she didn't face a punishment that was fitting of the crime she clearly committed or the crimes that she clearly committed, yep. it's it's disappointing. But, you know, if a couple of people like her have to go free so that we have a legal system that's has a strict enough definition of you know, what constitutes beyond reasonable doubt so that no mm-hmm. innocent people go to jail, yeah, yep. then I'm okay with that. Yeah. But innocent people still do go to jail, so oh, it kind of pisses me off. Definitely happens. <clears throat> um, one of my first jobs out of uni was working with um, working with reintegrating people who'd sh- served relatively short prison sentences back yeah. into society. Um, and there were three occasions where these guys had served like months in prison, months, one of them was even years. And I was like, oh, it turns out, yeah, we're reintegrating you back in society because yeah, you were the one who didn't actually do the crime. Yeah. So, pretty yeah. disheartening. Yeah. It's full on, but it's at a low. <laughs> this is not funny at all. We're just talking. But hang on. The, in their case though, like had they done other crimes in the past? Oh yeah, they were like they were dodgy dudes, but it was like yeah. wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Yeah, but see, because I I always like find that problematic too. It's like where there's smoke, there's fire. It's like I'm I I'm not saying. I guess what I'm saying is like you would it would be easy to become cynical working in that kind of environment because mm. you'd hear so many dudes who being like I'm fucking innocent yeah, man I know. Like, I'm everyone, fucking innocent I didn't do it man one. I didn't do anything bro and it's like well hang on you click like some of you must be guilty mm. um even if you're like the nicest most patient you know most kind of forgiving and understanding person ever you're going to be look at some of the, the, the some of the cases that you're faced with and go mm. you clearly did do it dude uh why have you put roundup in his tea <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, yeah, when you actually come across a case where someone is innocent, the question would then be like, well, how how did the police assume it was you? And it's like, well, I've I've committed like 20 other crimes. Yeah. And it's like, well, prison probably is the right place for you. But yeah, just like, not right. for this. Like, should you go to jail for this thing you didn't do? Mm. Nah, that's not fair. But you're still a dodgy cunt. <laughs> Let's end this on a funny note. When I, when I was working in that... When I was working in uh, reintegrating prisoners, I I had a prisoner and his last name was Crook. (laughs) No way. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. His last name was Crook. No way. Listen, like, this is a joke. And I'm like, nah. (laughs) That's so good. I know, right? That is amazing. That was pretty good. All right, well, on that note, have a laugh, have a lol. Eat some lead. We hope you all had a lol, a dad a lol. Oi, oi, can you get us some Doritos? <laughs>